is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He's Morning, it's Footy Talk Sunday. James Graham and Dobbo with you for a Sunday recap of what was a Saturday. We're going to unpack the roosters. The good, the bad, the ugly, they are done. We're also, Jammer, going to talk about the one and only Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah, they were disappointing yesterday on an emotional day, but the Brisbane Broncos, they're challenging for that title come September, October. Yeah, Cowboys had a big win over Manly. We'll unpack that as well. This is Footy Talk on a Sunday. James Graham and Dobbo. Sunday Footy Talk, my great mate James Graham with us. Uh, all thanks on a listener podcast. Hello, Jammer. Happy Sunday, mate. Happy Sunday, Ben. My yeah. favourite day of the week. Yeah, it's mine too as well. Let's start. Um, we'll get through the rounds. Uh, Brisbane 44, Dogs 24, Cowboys 19, Seagulls 8, and the Storm... Too good for the Roosters, 30 points to 16. Uh, it's all over for the Chooks, Jammer. Um, and for their year, I, I've got to be honest with you, I had them in the grand final winning the premiership at the beginning of the season. Me too. Uh, absolutely said. They now are on 20.7 win, 10 losses. It's almost a mathematical impossibility for them to make the eight. Uh, I just... Not about last night because I, I understand that the Storm are a good side and, you know, there's nothing disrespectful about losing to the Melbourne Storm in any week. But where do you think it's gone wrong? Because there's going to be, obviously, they're going to lift up the hood and, and really dissect it and have a look at everything involved in this club. But they are now no chance of making the grand final and I, I think they struggle to make the eight. I, I'm... I don't like putting the line through them, but, I mean, they're sitting in 14th position. They've had their three buys. Mathematically, yes, they could potentially get there, but I, I don't think it happens. Oh, Ben, they're not playing finals this year. That's a, So that's, where did it go wrong? Where, where did it go wrong, mate? I, Is it recruitment? I, Is it recruitment? I, 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 genu- I genuinely don't know because I, I, I looked at their team this year and I made the same same call as you. I, I, I had them winning winning the premiership this year. All being well, I had them winning the premiership this year. I thought the acquisition of Brandon Smith was perfect. That's probably what they were missing. That dynamic dummy half where Verrills was more of a distributor of the football. I thought they were just going to flood the middle with their attack. I thought we were going to see the best from Swalihi after um, a year or so in first grade. I thought he was really going to kick on. I thought Manu and Tedesco would play a, a similar style role as Tedesco and Turbo did in, in Origin a couple of years ago and they just dominate that middle third of the field and just be too difficult to handle but I just but I, I still uh, you know I, wrote, I said the premiership's done I, I still keep waiting for the performance and the, the win streak to happen they did something similar last year when a group of their leaders stood up in after a game against Penrith and said we don't lose again and they, they pretty much didn't until finals until they got beat by South so Dobbo, there'll be a thorough, thorough investigation um, at that football club because that's what they that's what they're known for, and they'll they'll not accept this. And for me, I think they'll you know there's a couple of players that have come on the market recently, especially in the uh, some middles, and I think they'll be having a, a very good look at how they could uh, can land one of those fish. Well, they've got Spencer Linu going there next year. Massive, okay. massive signing. Dominic Dom Young, Young as well. Also, yep. Dom Young also goes there. But Dom Young doesn't make a difference. Like I, I understand 
you know, they're, they're losing Swali'i, and, and I'm not 100% convinced. But he's still, that, he's still there next year. But what I'm saying is I'm not 100% convinced when they look at it, do they not go, hey, listen, we need to go in a different direction. They've got to start playing for the future. Do they let him go early and then go to – like, I, there's a lot to play out. But they've missed Sam Walker, and I think out of everything that's come out of this, the injury, and I realised that he was dropped and he was injured when he was playing reserve grade, but m- the mail I get is that Trent – Robinson and the Roosters have now realised just how important he is and he is there going forward their number seven. Going forward that he will run that side. So the Joey Manu 5'8", maybe, maybe that might be, he plays 5'8", I, I don't know. Do they bring Teddy to 5'8", and put Manu to fullback? Oh, there is a lot to look at. I didn't like the look and I understand he was rested, but that game was season-defining, and James Tedesco, they rested him, and then he's on Instagram playing golf. I'm not critical of him playing golf, but I just wonder whether or not with the season on the line, when other players, Braden and Best, backed up on, on Friday, I know he's much younger, I know he hasn't had the workload, but I just wonder why you wouldn't have rested him after you got through that week. And and, and those are the questions that, that there are a lot smarter people than me. Yeah, so so there's, a, there's a couple of things there. I think Sam Walker, I watched the Roosters very closely with him and Kiri in the side, the, the both of those in the side, and they got exploited defensively. There was two genuine spot players there. So I'd, I don't know if defensively, that that works because it just exposes it exposes them defend like far, far too easily they were getting picked apart you could see teams were game planning to go after Walker and then go after Kiri and then go back to Walker they just couldn't handle it so whether it could be Walker and then perhaps Manu at 5-8 I, or, or like you say maybe Teddy Teddy I, I, I'm not sure that's for, for Trent Robinson and his staff to have a thorough investigation into this. But in, in terms of James Tedesco having some time off and going playing golf, I respect James Tedesco. And no, 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 he, but he's no, not no, playing no, no. in the game. I, I, yeah, I, don't I, worry about I, him playing golf. But like, well, you brought it up. No, well, he, he's on Instagram. Is that a bad look? He's on Instagram. No, because he's, he sm- he's, a, he's, a, he's a smart enough man to know that him posting that suggests he's just... It's He's a smart enough dude to take control of his life and, and and advertise to the world that he's playing golf and it's not the same as playing a game of uh, NRL. And that perhaps is relaxing playing golf where, yeah. And, and, and they've made the, I think lots of players don't back up after State of Origin. I know some do. Yeah. I, I don't agree with you. Anyway, we're not going to agree on this and I'm not in the mood to have an argument with you over this. Um, so... We're just going to let it. I think he plays that that game's season defining. They've got they've got the Titans the following week. I would have thought I would go to as far as to say that the Titans next Saturday's game isn't isn't as wasn't as significant as that game against the Melbourne Storm. They then go into the Broncos in a short turnaround on a Thursday, where they're all going to be up here. They then go to the Seagulls, Dolphins, uh, Parramatta, West Tigers, and they finish with the Rabbitohs. To me, you play on Saturday night and then you have a break. And then you, you get a big break, a 10-day break to your next game. And that's the way I would have gone. That's me. I'm not an S&C bloke, and I just know my DNA. Trent Robinson's not under pressure. I don't care what anybody says about He's a three-time premiership coach at that club. He's been there. I think it will only be Trent Robinson that decides whether or not he wants to continue coaching at the Roosters or he is smart enough to know whether or not he thinks they need a new voice. But I think, you know... Just another season. I've seen them. I think they got wooden spooners and then bounced back and won the premiership. Is that right? 
now the following year, um, 13 into 14 or 12 into 13, um, one of those seasons. They, they've, um, done, they've done this before. I, I think I expect the player market to be significantly looked at by the Roosters. Maybe a, a couple of their bigger name players may be on the move and the yeah. acquisition of some big name players as well. Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, Cowboys, uh, obviously 19 over the Seagulls, eight. They now are in the eight, and they are the real fast movers at the moment. Um, the the Seagulls are done for the year. They had their best side, without a doubt, on the field, except for Tommy Turbo, and the Cowboys won that. The, the player that I, you know, is Scott Drinkwater. He, he is just... He's in magnificent touch. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely and he makes such a difference. touch, yeah. What, what, you know, there was a lot, a lot of debate of whether they got that call wrong with the, the hammer and, and Drinkwater and who they should have picked for their fullback, but when Drinkwater's playing like he is... He's just everything he touches turns to gold. And I think the Cowboys have won uh, five in a row now. Bizarre start to the season. And they'll look back and look at games that they know they should have won, but they're primed for a, a, a top eight spot and, and who knows, a, a top four as well. They pay. They play the, the Eels next week. Now, that game is huge. Massive. Huge. Um, I, I believe there's there's nine teams in the race for, for the eight. Some are, are, are nailed on. Some are sets. But yeah, I think that the, the Cowboys and the Eels play each other next week, and I reckon the the, the loser of that doesn't play finals. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. We're going to take a break. This is Sunday Footy Talk. James Graham and Dobbo with you. <laughs> Welcome back to Sunday Footy Talk, a listener podcast. James Graham and Dobbo with you. Brisbane over the Dogs, forty four points. To 24. Brisbane had six out before Josh Reynolds had his farewell there. It was a, it was a special day, Jammer. I know you were there at Belmore. And for Josh Reynolds, you know, who is iconic. Uh, Dan Ganane said in his call, he puts him with the significance for the club, not as a player, but for the club uh, in the same regard as Terry Lamb. And I, I think the influence he's had on, on a lot of fans and, and how much he's loved, that that is significant. It's a huge call because Barr is one of the greats of all time. But put all that aside, significant day. But I, I think that's Brisbane's best win of the year, and, and, I, and I'll tell you why. No Reese Walsh, no Corey Oates, no Pat Carrigan, no Payne Huss, no Tom Flegler, no Jordan Rickey. They showed a lot yesterday. I, I understand they've still got Capewell and Reynolds and Mam and Hetherington, but you take any of their – the three best forwards without a doubt – and arguably their best back line player out of any team. And to do what they did shows the depth and just shows how steel-focused Kevin Walters has this side and how they are starting with a buy in hand, how they are really starting to flex their muscles. They are one of the heavyweights. Yeah, they are. Their defence will be a concern uh, when you compare their defensive record to to the Panthers. But Adam Reynolds was just outstanding yesterday. I know he came off with a, a thumb injury and will... We'll need to keep an eye on that. He's so vital, the experience that he has. There was a kick that he put in um, in the second half of yesterday's game. It was just a, a show of his leadership experience, his expert kicking game, the ability to turn the game with with a huge kick. They're going to need players like that in finals. And everything he touched, um, he was putting on tries for, for fun. But on the dogs, look, um, emotional day for, for Josh Reynolds, one of my, one of my very close friends he's done so much for that team for that club and for that area and the most important attribute Dobbo is that he cares he cares about that club like he it means everything to him and he was willing to go to the he'd do anything and I know he left and and came back via via Hall but 
Yeah, you absolutely. Oh, mate, loves, what he's he done to what he's done, Gemma, uh, from the outside looking in. I'm a Canterbury supporter. Have been in my whole life. I've, I've been a Canterbury supporter my whole life. I've been to many grand finals. I can't speak about yeah. the enormity as a fan of the Canterbury side for a bloke to give up his top 30 contract for the betterment of Huge. the club. There is, like to me, it's the most selfless act I've seen in the game for a long time. And I'd go as far as saying I don't believe that there are that many players in this game that would do that. And I know that sounds, it's yeah, not, no, a, you're, and there's you're not right. a knock you're on right. it. There's not a knock on that. There is no knock on that either because people are, but for him to do that shows that club first, team first, Bulldogs first mentality, which I just hope that that DNA that he has gets passed through to the Tavitas, to, you know, I thought Toby Sexton very good, um, to, to these young blokes coming through, this club that they're trying to build, you know, like that they understand, hey, this is what he's done for us. Like this is what this bloke has done for this club. That's how much he loves it. Yeah, well, it, it, it's contagious. It's infectious. That that enthusiasm and that care that that Josh has, you can't help but uh, be inspired by it. So, no doubt he'll be in the building in in, in some capacity. Uh, sure. And and the club needs people like him involved. But you look at the the performance from the dogs. There was. A few things to like. I thought Avrilla had a, a great game. Unfortunately, he's moving on to the he's Dolphins to the next Dolphins. year. But yeah, what? Well, I mean, seriously, there was some beyond. Sexton's so, was, good. Se- Sexton's I mean, good. He got a yeah. really uh, an unfortunate. Was a knee? In, yeah, it was an injury. Should never been. No, can I just say a, this now? It was can a bizarre simbin. A bizarre simbin. Should not have been simbin, and rightly so. The match review committee, no charge, no charge, yeah. no fine, nothing. It should never have happened. What I don't like about this, and I don't want to get, I'll give him a soapbox on, on today on um, in on the Sunday Simbin. At, at what point does the bunker and the match review committee? Uh, why are they not in sync? Because it's it, it, Dobbo. It's it, they've not been in sync for for, for so long. But uh, Sexton's been good. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like he he's going to sustain uh, a couple of uh, weeks out after sustaining a. Uh, uh, a facial injury of sorts. Yeah. Uh, it didn't look great. He looked in in some pain, and I think he was concussed as well. So, not ideal for Sexton. That's that's come down from the Gold Coast, who's you know playing for his future. Uh, but some of the dogs' defense. Um, there was two barge over tries. Was yeah. yeah was, mate, Willison's bit, try, bit, mate. Bit, yeah. beyond, beyond poor. Bit beyond poor. The the try from um, uh, the the dummy half Walters as well. Willison as well. Like I just don't know, Dobbo. You just you can't you can't defend it. And I know Coach Cam Serrano will be fuming. You're right. That's it from us, Jammer. Obviously, footy talk so much to get through. Happy Sunday. Uh, and no doubt you're a part of today. Uh, we appreciate everything you do. Great to have you. And we will be back. The journey is back tomorrow on the Footy Talk Podcast.